it is most definitely the holiday season. And as you are signing in this morning, welcome. Just invite you. I think it's going to be a fun episode today. So I invite you to put on the brakes, grab a cup of coffee or whatever your favorite beverage might be for the holiday season. And please do be sure to join the conversation because it is time once again for Coffee Breaks with Steve. seemed to cut out really quick. I don't know what the deal with that was, but hey, we're here, so I don't care. And welcome. Good morning. Welcome to Coffee Breaks with Steve. I am, of course, Steve. And uh, I see Shalane's already on here. Good morning, Shalane. Carissa, Alan is on here. Hey, talk about, I'm going to talk, I'm going to brag on Alan in a few minutes here. I'm going to wait till a few more people are on here, but I'm glad you're on here this morning. And uh, as more of you sign in, make sure, hi, Kathy. Uh, make sure that you do say hello or or hi or howdy-do, or I know some of you have your own special greetings that you come up with. And if you are tuning in live, please make sure you do that right away. And if you end up watching this later on in recording, you can still let us know that you're here. You can comment. You can make sure that you like or or punch a button of some sort on there. I don't know what those are. What are those called? You click on those things that say thumbs up or, you know, the heart or whatever, and let us know that uh, that you're tuning in and that you like the show. Hello, Kathy McCormick. Hello, Jerry Thompson. And yeah, we are here this morning and there is a lot going on. Um, if you have been following, by the way, yeah, I'm dressed for Christmas. This is actually a, a jumpsuit and I'm not going to pull the camera back and show you the whole thing here. But if you are on my Facebook page, uh, you will see pictures. I started something kind of accidentally this week, uh, this past week. I, okay. Everybody knows, or most everybody knows that I have socks. I have a few pairs of socks that fit with different outfits. I also have a fair number of shirts and outfits for the Christmas holiday season that I have acquired over the last several years. And enough to where I think I have a different one for just about every day if I mix and match different outfits every day between Thanksgiving and, and really New Year because our family gets together for the Christmas holiday at New Year. So uh, I started posting the photos of those and then it dawned on me that really I could do an advent calendar countdown. So I started making this my advent calendar outfit post process each day. And I haven't posted this one today yet, but you'll see it on there later and you'll get the full effect, including the socks that go with it. But um, we are definitely into the pre-winter season, uh, the holiday season for sure. But here in Spokane, we've we got some snow this last week. We got a fair amount of snow and it was actually kind of fun. Now it's fun for Carol and me because we're retired. We don't have to go anywhere on a particular day. And even if we had something scheduled or thought out, we can always cancel or reschedule that. So it was kind of fun to sit here and watch the snow build up um, earlier this week and, and then be able to go out and check to see how deep it was and that type of thing. What's the weather like in your area? I know that there are a lot of different weather systems taking place around the country. I know even the, the western part of the Pacific Northwest, Seattle and Portland areas have been getting some weather. So let me know how you're doing. Uh, does it have feet? Uh, the, the, are you talking about the amount of snow, Carissa? Or are you talking about my outfit? Um, the, the snow was less than a foot, but it was several inches. And my outfit doesn't have built-in feet, but it does have 
socks that go well with the outfit. And I'll post pictures later on on my personal Facebook. So make sure you go there. Um, what else to tell you? We got some things to celebrate this uh, this month and this week. And so uh, let me just kind of get to that. And uh, oh, Kathy McCormick says that her weather is better than ours. Um, Kathy and Alan live about a half mile straight up the hill from where we are. So they have a half mile better weather than we do here. But yeah, you know, I'm not going to argue with you on that one, Kathy. Let's see. We've got some uh, some days to recognize and celebrate, including some for some of the people who were tuned in here this morning. Hi, Rick. Um, first of all, December monthly celebration, since this is the first Saturday in November. Hang on. Shalane, go ahead. Since this is our first broadcast, our first show in the month of December, I thought I'd mention these, that December is bingo month. It's National Fruitcake Month. Now, fruitcakes are kind of a weird thing because they're, they're huge around the holiday time. Well, some of them are small. But the idea of fruitcakes is a big deal around the holidays. And yet, you don't talk to that many people who actually like to eat fruitcake. So I'm curious about your personal feelings about fruitcake. You can put that in the chat. Because December is, not surprisingly, National Fruitcake Month. And by the way, I assume they're talking about the food and not about some of the people in politics. But... One way or another, it's National Fruitcake Month. Uh, it's also Safe Toys and Gifts Month. And every time I see that, I think about the old Saturday Night Live segment with Dan Aykroyd talking about the different uh, toys, like a bag of broken glass and that type of thing. I don't know if you remember that from back in the 70s. It's a fun one to just pull up. I think you can find it on YouTube. Safe Toys and Gifts Month. And probably shouldn't joke about that because we do need safe toys and gifts out there, especially for the younger children. It's World Food Service Safety Month, which I guess also goes with all of that idea of, yeah, let's be sanitary when we're serving food. I, it should just be a month. And Write a Friend Month. You know, Christmas cards are not as much a big deal now, handwritten, signed Christmas cards as they used to be. But I think it's a great thing to think about writing handwritten. How many of you still do any kind of handwritten cards or letters and send to people? It's sort of a lost art in many ways, but this is Write a Friend Month. And then weekly events. The first week of December is also National Handwashing Awareness Week, which probably goes with World Food Service Safety Month. But another one of those things that I go, do we really need to emphasize handwashing during a particular week in the month or the year? Uh, that came out a lot during COVID that we are not really good about personal handwashing safety. And I, and quite frankly, while some people seem to get better during COVID, I've noticed in a lot of public restrooms, unfortunately, I'm not going to go into a great deal about this, but at least in some of the men's restrooms, restrooms that I've been in, that there are more people now either limiting the ways and the amount of time in which they wash their hands or foregoing the practice altogether, which gives me the heebie-jeebies. But anyway, Moving along to the uh, the events, specific daily events this week. Today, the third Saturday is National Roof Over Your Head Day. It's not an official national day. You know, there's some days that are actually include a, something, a bill that was passed by Congress or a presidential declaration. This is not one of those, but it's they talk about this being a day to both, one, appreciate the fact that you do have a roof over your head if you have one, and two, consider those, especially with some of the weather we're getting, who may be houseless, who may not 
have a place that they can put a roof over their head and they may be out in the elements and to think about ways in which you can make a difference for those people. Sometimes it's a, it's a more complicated thing, more complex thing to get involved in. And sometimes there are very simple solutions to that. Anyway, today is National Roof Over Your Head Day. Tomorrow, Sunday, is Santa's List Day. Supposedly, this is the day that Santa actually pulls out the list and starts checking it and then checking it twice because he's getting ready to make his rounds um, in, just, in just a few weeks here. So he's got to start really going through that list and the elves are helping him. So that's tomorrow that he starts uh, going over that. Sunday is also Wear Brown Shoes Day. Apparently, brown shoes are less common in our society, in our day and age, than shoes of other colors. And uh, so they, they say, pull out your brown shoes and wear them tomorrow. I'll leave that there. You do you. Do you. Some people may, that may be a regular practice. And for, I, I have to admit, I do have brown shoes, but they're not, I don't have as many outfits. Like brown shoes wouldn't go with this so much. You know, this requires something that's going to match this beautiful snowman look. But anyway, tomorrow's brown shoes day. The fifth Monday is repeal day, repeal day. Um, many of you may know, even though it was before, I think most, if not all of our times, that back in 1919, in January of 1919, the 18th Amendment was passed, which prohibited the sale, distribution, and consumption of alcohol federally. It was already not legal in many states, what they call blue states, but um, or dry states. But the in, in 1919, it's hard now to say the 1900 in front of things because we think of so many things being 20, whatever. But 1919, the 18th Amendment was passed that prohibited alcohol. And it, all it led to in a lot of situations was bootlegging and other illegal manufacture and distribution of, of uh, alcohol. And certainly people were still consuming it. And finally, in 1933, the 21st Amendment was passed, which repealed the 18th Amendment, and it required a majority of states to sign off on it. And on December 5th, 1933, Utah, of all states, you know, a heavy Mormon country where there isn't really, and especially back then, wasn't a lot of drinking, um, but Utah was the final state to ratify the 21st Amendment on December 5th, 1933. So December 5th is repeal day, and a lot of people again, don't need a special day to be consuming alcohol, but there you go. 12-6, December 6th, Tuesday is St. Nicholas Day. It's the day that we recognize the actual Saint Nicholas, the Greek saint, um, who about 200 years after Jesus became famous in his region for giving money away. Primarily, he would throw coins in the windows of people to help the poor. And this, the legend goes that some coins sort of miraculously fell inside of the stocking, the socks of a child in one of those homes. He threw the coins up there and they would dry the stockings at the fireplace, fireplace hearth, and coins landed in the stocking. And so it became then a tradition to, well, put your stockings by the fireplace so that you receive gifts in them. And that led to a lot of other things that we now have as traditions during the Christmas season. Anyway, the December 6th is St. Nicholas Day. And it's not clear wh why exactly, if that was the date of his birth. Uh, there's a lot of different reasons why December 6th, but that's St. Nicholas Day. That's the Saint Day. Um, December 7th. December 7th is a, is a day that we recognize from the standpoint of a day in history and see if this sounds familiar and see if this works. Yesterday... December 7th, 1941, 
a date which will live in infamy. The United States of America was suddenly and deliberately attacked by naval and air forces of the Empire of Japan. Hopefully that wasn't uh, just several seconds of dead silence. Um, I was trying to play that. It sounds like that came through. Did that come through for you? But uh, December 7th is uh, is known as Pearl Harbor Day. And and if you heard that, that was it was. Thank you, Carissa. Um, that was actually a recording from the following day, from December 8th, when President Franklin Roosevelt made a, there was a joint session of Congress where he asked for the declaration of war. But uh, that that speech, and particularly that opening part of that speech, is very, very one of the most famous, probably most famous speech segments in American history uh, recording. So let's so the seventh is Pearl Harbor Day. The eighth is more upbeat and fun. It's National Brownie Day. Once again, do we need a special day for brownies? I don't think so, but I'm certainly glad that we can promote them in some fashion. And then the ninth. Oh, by the way, if you do you have a, a particular way that you like your brownies, do you like more? Fudge-like brownies? Do you like more cake-like brownies? Do you use a mix bought from the store out of a box? Do you have a homemade recipe that you make? Do you like to have nuts in your brownies or just plain? Or how do you, what is your preference on, some people even put like caramel in their brownies or use other kinds of fillings to promote the brownie. But, um, you know, brownies are very, everybody has their thing. And do you like the corner? Some people like the edges and the corners that have that little bit of that crusty element to them. And some people like the middle where it's just all mushy. What is your brownie preference? Um, oh, yeah. Kathy McCormick put something in here. So I'm, I'll get to that in a minute. Thank you for letting us know about that, Kathy, because I always like to know that there's special days going on. Uh, the ninth Friday is Christmas card day. And, and again, we, I mentioned a few minutes ago that Christmas cards, not as many people send out Christmas cards anymore and physical ones. And if they do, lots of times now you can get these personalized cards made. A lot of our friends do that where you have the picture of your family, you know, you order them online with a picture, sometimes even a professional picture that's been taken and it goes out and it doesn't even necessarily have a handwritten signature on it. Most people still do a handwritten envelope, although you can do labels for those. And, and I'm not saying any of that to disparage sending out any kind of Christmas cards because we just don't get that many anymore. And I'll be honest, I think it's been a number of years since Carol and I have sent out Christmas cards. So I'm curious about you and Christmas cards, but we apparently Christmas card day is December 9th. And I don't know if you know the history, but supposedly or presumably or historically speaking, um, a gentleman in England by the name of Sir Henry Cole created the first Christmas cards in 1843. And whether the ninth was picked because that was the day that he first sent them out or if that was his birthday, or when, no one's quite sure. But December 9th is Christmas card day. How many of you still send out physical Christmas cards? Because that's the other thing. We can now do them online. They're virtual Christmas cards. But I'm curious about who still prepares and gets addresses from everybody. Make sure your address book is up to date and sends out a physical Christmas card. Um, and then there are some days that I want to recognize. Kathy, thank you for mentioning December 7th, uh, Georgie and Mike Dwyer. Georgie has, is a regular uh, listener and, and viewer of this program. So I do want to wish a wedding and a happy wedding anniversary to Mike and Georgie on December 7th. Also want to mention that tomorrow 
We have a couple of birthdays coming up. Shailen Platt, uh, who is the wife of my nephew, Nolan Platt, is celebrating a birthday tomorrow. And Jerry Thompson is on here. And Jerry, you are celebrating a birthday tomorrow as well. Is that correct? So happy birthday, Jerry. And I'm glad you're here so that we can wish you that somewhat live. And um, yeah, I'm seeing some things about uh, about Christmas cards. And by the way, let me just say a few more hellos while I've got. Oh, Georgie is on here. Georgie, I'm glad that you're here because I can I can wish you that happy anniversary. Wow, that's that's great. Is that 40, 40? Is that 49 years, Georgie? Is that what that 49 is? Um and then I also see Zettervalls on here. I think both Zettervalls. I see Jay, Jay and Jerry. Good morning. Ken Reese. Good morning. Good to have you here. Don Tippett's. Good morning. And it's great. Yeah. So what else are we? If you have a special day, as Georgie and Mike do, or anyone else on here that we want to celebrate uh, with you or you would like us to celebrate with you, let us know in the chat. And if you have a day coming up, a special day coming up in the month of December, you can message me uh, or email me. I'll put that information on my, I think most of you can find my private message on Facebook, but I'll also make sure that my Coffee Breaks email is in my, um, on my Facebook page. So you can make sure you send me that as well as any ideas you have for the show, because I like to get those as well. Okay, I'm going to move on to them looking at, uh, looking at some... Blah, ba -dum, ba -dum. <laughs> Making sure I'm not missing anybody. I also like to glance at the, at the, uh, at the comments in the chat. These are great. I see some things about brownies. Um, <laughs> Jay, I'm an equal brownie eater. In other words, you like them all, right? And I'm, I'm with you. I like to have a good. Then you need to have something. Brownies are one of those things. I'm di digressing again, uh, but kind of like chocolate chip cookies. Those types of things where you need like a glass of cold milk, or you need a, a cup of coffee, or you need something to go with those. At least I do. I like to have the, oh, Jason, you've not had your hello. I'm sorry about that, Jason. Hello, Jason. Um, all right. I want to talk about our topic today. I want to transition to that, but you can still put, wait a minute. I see one from, from Kenny, December 8th, 21st of minute. 21st anniversary for Ken Reese. Thank you. And then you're, and then a December 23rd birthday. I'm putting that December 23rd one on my update list for a couple of weeks from now, two or three weeks from now. Um, yes. Get together for, a, that's cool. All right. Let's talk about the topic today. And, and I have some ideas on this. I think you do as well. I'm also going to be referring to an article I found online and I'm going to reference the article. I'm also going to put the link in the chat um or in, I'll, I'll i don't know if i'm going to drop it into the chat i may i'll probably drop it in i'm going to see if i can get that now to copy i'm going to put it out there in a few minutes but I also have the link on my facebook page for this it's by a lady who is a, a mom blogger in canada and she just gives her first name jenna i don't know her last name at least i didn't find it on here but she does a number of things and i'm not sure if this was this year, or if it was a recent year, but she has 10 tips to get organized. And I chose to reference this one. I'm not going to give it to you verbatim for a couple of reasons. One, I, I liked what she listed as her 10. They, I kind of agreed with those. And the other thing is she has some links to some printables from her site that help you with holiday planning and organizing. And I liked that idea. So I'm going to, I'll put her link on there later on, because I also want to give credit where credit's due for these, some of these ideas. But I just want to talk about it. And I want to hear your ideas, because one of the things that we know is that the holidays 
it should be a time where we're just having fun. We all look forward to this holiday season, or most of us look forward to the holiday season. But we also know that the holiday season can have built into it a lot of stressors, a lot of um, getting frustrated with things. You know, we go get trying to get out and go shopping can be part of that. Just getting organized at home, trying to get our house organized for Christmas, planning for family get-togethers and parties, whether we're hosting or we're going to parties or whatever. And it can ultimately, we end up oftentimes burned out. By the time we get to Christmas Day, we're just kind of like uh, done, right? Or, or we've gone through that or we've seen people go through that. And so I want to talk today a little bit about some things we can do maybe already in the process of doing or can begin to implement even now for the remainder of this month to keep the holidays sane and joyful and organized and on track for the upside and not be experiencing the downside uh, to to this. And I can see some of you are putting some of the things on there that, you know, for a variety of reasons, the holidays may not be something that you look forward to with a great deal of joy, but many of us, one way or the other, are involved in family things and in, in other related things. So, the first thing I, I thought of here, and I'm going to mention a few things. I'm going to reference this, this blog site as well. But I think part of it is actually planning. You know, sometimes spontaneity is a good thing, but sometimes, and, and I think there's a place for spontaneity in the holiday season. Something comes up, you suddenly find out that, that there's a, an event going on in your neighborhood and you decide to go out and, and do it right on the spur of the moment or everybody's together and you say, hey, Let's go look at Christmas lights. I'll get to that in a minute, because I think that is part of this. But I think to a great degree, part of what we don't do well and we think we're doing is to actually plan and to even make a list of the things that we're going to need to get done or calendar things that we know are going to come up. And Carol and I try to do that. It doesn't mean that we don't sometimes go, oh, shoot, that was today. But, you know, you not only do you need to calendar things, you need to actually look at your calendar. Um, and I'm laughing because we've had a couple of things, fortunately, not major things. We've had things that we have gone, oh, shoot. You're supposed to do this thing. But I think planning and documenting and Jenna on her site, which, by the way, is called Clean and Sensible. And it's sensible, S-C-E-N-T-S-I-B-L-E, -E, sensible. But uh, I'll put the, the her cleanandsensible.com. And in, in fact, I'll drop it in the chat right now just so that you can find it. But you don't have to you don't have to reference it right now. Um, but this is the link to to the, her site and where she talks about the getting organized. She says, choose your priorities. You know, there are just so many things that go on during the holidays. We can actually just get overwhelmed with trying to go to all the events. And if you've got young children, you know, there are like school events. If you're involved in a church, there are church events. There are different community events. You may get invitations to parties, work events, work parties and, and get togethers. And if you're involved with other organizations one way or another, there's all these things. And our desire is to want to do them all sometimes. And the reality is you can't always do it all. And so prioritize, even things within your own sphere, in your own home. Can you prioritize those things? Um, and, and Jenna talks about, that's part of that scheduling and calendaring. Prioritize and put things on the actual calendar. And another thing is, is to find ways to kind of simplify and reduce what you're doing. Um, part of what Jenna talks about in doing a scheduling downtime is the second thing on her list of 10, schedule some downtime. And it, you kind of go, I don't have room for downtime. 
this is, and by the way, I think a lot of these ideas for organizing and simplifying, et cetera, are not just good for the holiday season. I think they're good year round. We need to have a lifestyle. It's kind of like saying, I'm going to eat differently for a period. I'm going to diet. Is a diet something you're just doing temporarily or is a diet, is that, are you creating lifestyle? I'm going to exercise. Is that something you're going to do for a few days or is that lifestyle? And that's a whole different conversation, which we'll probably have at some point. But I think the point here is these are great ideas for the holidays. And I think they're even better if you can implement this type of system year round, because there are other situations where we get overwhelmed and busy, but schedule the downtime. And the downtime can just mean sitting down with family and watching a holiday movie together. It can mean taking that drive to go look at Christmas lights on the spur of the moment, but have those built in. What I refer to as the white space, a great mentor used to say, you know, if you read a book and there were no margins and there was no space in between the words and it was just a jumble of letters running together, it would be unreadable. It wouldn't make sense. And our lives get that way. If we don't build that white space in, our lives become a jumble. And we need to have that time. And that can be family time. I think the downtime needs to be family time, but it also needs to be self-care time. You need time for you. If you're not taking care of you, the rest of this stuff is not going to come together very well. And so I, that needs to be part of the prioritizing it. Even if you need to, make it a part of the calendaring. Put blocks in there where you go, not scheduling anything. I'm going to block this out. This nothing happening. And make that. And, and by the way, recognizing that while Carol and I and some of you out here are retired, um, or may not be, you know, have a full-time job, work, just work going on. For some people, the final month of the year is a very busy month. And so you have to build everything around that too. Um, and by the way, I want to pause here because there was something else I wanted to mention earlier. I'm digressing again, but I want to say this. I said I was going to mention something about my brother-in-law, Alan, Alan McCormick, who is on here. Alan, speaking of retirement, officially retired yesterday. Yesterday was his closeout day on his job and in his career. So I wanted to give a shout out to Alan. I wanted to say happy retirement and congratulations on hitting that milestone, my brother, because that's a big deal. Um, very, very proud of how he has managed his career. And I'm very proud of the way he and Kathy have prepared for and managed this transition. So I'm looking forward to sharing time with them. Anyway, um, Scheduling that downtime is where we left off. The next thing that I want to mention on here that Jenna mentions is about tradition. She says, don't be a slave to traditions. Traditions are cool. Traditions are fun. And a lot of those family traditions are part of the joy and, and the experience for us. But she's saying, you know, sometimes we continue with traditions. There's the old, there's the old story about, you know, why are we doing certain traditions? Are they things that are important or the things that we've just continued to do? There's the old story about the woman who is teaching her daughter, they're making the holiday dinner, they're making the holiday ham. And as she brings her young daughter in for the first time to help her do this, she says, and we cut the ends off the ham before we put it in the, the, the pan, the pot to to bake or the pan to bake. And her daughter says, oh, why do we do that? She says, well, that's that's how I was taught to prepare it. Let's let's ask grandma. So they go out into the living room where grandma is sitting with the rest of the family. They say, grandma, uh, why do we cut the ends off the ham? And she says, oh, you know, that's something that my mom taught me to do. And so great grandma is sitting over there in the rocking chair. Let's go ask her. So they go ask great grandma, great grandma, why do we cut the ends off the ham? 
And she says, oh, well, when I, when I was a young housewife and mother, the pan that we had was too small for the ham. And so we had to cut the, the ends off in order for it to fit. So, you know, the, the moral to that story is sometimes we carry on certain traditions because that's just what we think is supposed to happen. There can be a variety of reasons why we have traditions and there are good reasons. And sometimes there are reasons we need to go back and reconsider. Is that still a tradition we need to carry on? Is it something important or is it just something that right now is taking up more of our time and more of our energy? Um, so that's another one is not being a slave to tradition, but really, again, I think it is, a lot of this comes back to prioritizing. Consider, think about, prioritize, even talk about it as a family. This is a big one, I think, uh, and it has to do with simplifying and reducing. Take control of the holiday gift giving. That can be an area where we get carried away that can both be an energy suck and a finance suck. And that sucks when that happens. But sometimes, and this is what happens in our family, especially when you have kids and then grandkids, is you think you're done shopping and then you see something else is just perfect for that one person. But now they're getting more than the others. And now you need to find something to balance it out for the other kids, right? It, we go through this process or we're going to do stocking stuffers. And it's, oh, you know, I've got enough presents for them. So that's going to become a stocking stuffer. But now we have more stuff than will even fit in the stocking. And so we're overflowing. And I'm not speaking that hypothetically. This is something Carol and I have gone through and continue to go through. One of the traditions that we implemented and the tying tradition to giving uh, that was taught to us many, many years ago by a dear friend when we were young marrieds with the young family, a friend at church, who said, you know, we started when our kids were young, limiting to three gifts for each kid. Three gifts, like one big one and a couple of smaller ones for each child. Because in the Bible, they talk about three gifts for Jesus. The gold, frankincense, and myrrh are specified. Obviously, Jesus got other gifts. But since you can relate to that idea of the three wise men and the three gifts, you can make that part of the story for the kids and limit it. And so we have continued to do that for our adult children and, and even for the grandkids. We continue to do that. Um it doesn't mean that's the only gifts they're going to give because there are other gifts exchanged. Other people give gifts, but from mom and dad, grandma and grandpa, the, they're just three gifts. And that's part of how we've tried to go about limiting and, and not getting carried away. We still struggle with it. Be honest with you. We still struggle with that, both in terms of the number of gifts, the cost of gifts. And now that we're retired, we're having to think about that even more. But it is a consideration. Um, what else? I have on here, Jenna doesn't have this, but I have delegating. And by that, I mean, you know, there are times that we start to take on things within our home. Like in our house this past few days, Carol has been decorating and it's her thing. And, and on the one hand, I don't interfere with that. I don't try to get in the middle and say, what can I decorate? Because she's got a vision for the decorating. But there are things that she will ask me to do to help her with the decorating, to hand her things or to help lift something or help bring stuff in from, from our storage room upstairs so that she can handle the decorating. There are things like we got done with all of the decorating the tree and there were scraps and glitter and stuff all over the floor and rug. And so I went ahead and got out the vacuum and, and vacuum. Carol said, we got a vacuum. And so I didn't even wait for her to ask. Um, and I'm not patting myself on the back. What I'm talking about here is it can be a family affair. Cooking can be part of that. We did that at Thanksgiving. We delegated out different elements of the meal preparation to different members of the family. Get the kids involved in some of this. What a great way for family to do things together, right? Instead of making it a chore you have to do, 
Make it something that you can do together that becomes a game, that becomes a project, that becomes a new tradition. Um, what about, oh, Jenna mentioned, set up a holiday wrapping area. When you got to wrap the gifts, you're kind of going, oh, right now, that creates a mess and a clutter and one more thing that you need to organize. Have an area set up. Now, that's easier said than done for some people, depending on your living situation. You may not have a lot of space to set up a, a holiday wrapping area, but when you get ready to do the wrapping, you can set it up in an organized fashion. So it is something to take into consideration. We come back to the holiday card. She says, tackle holiday cards early. Uh, and, and again, if that's something that you do, don't wait until the last second to go, oh, great, now I got to do all the holiday cards. And you're trying to cram that in to make sure you can mail them so people get them before Christmas. So you don't feel like a fool because they're getting Christmas cards after Christmas if you want them to get there. Some people, I know some people who instead of doing a Christmas card, do just a holiday greeting of some type, either a card, or I know some people who send out like a little family newsletter. Again, all of those take some time and some planning and preparation. Then Genesis, plan those parties, plan the parties. Once again, I think that we try to overdo things and, and try to do too many things, and we try to do them on too big a scale. Think about what you really needs to happen for, for you to enjoy and for the people around you to enjoy. And I come back again to the idea that if, if it's burning you out and you're not enjoying it and all you are is frustrated. And again, I speak from experience. I've been in some of those situations where I'm the one who wants to do the big family thing. And then I'm getting frustrated because I'm too burned out. Think about how, how to plan things so that you're not overdoing it and overwhelming. And then that, that comes down to one of the final things or one of the additional things that Jenna mentions. I think this is huge. It says, let go of perfection. We somehow think, and this can go in a lot of different ways. Sometimes it's our decorating. I've seen people with the exterior lights, which is another, can be another biggie, um, that are trying to outdo everybody else in the neighborhood, or you want your tree, when you post that picture of your tree on Facebook, you're looking forward to all the oohs and ahs. You, you're thinking, oh no, and I don't want anybody to see that there's that one crooked branch or that one bare spot on the tree or, or whatever else. It can be also, did you wrap the presents with perfect foldovers and tape it just perfectly? And is every ornament on the tree just perfect? And is everything perfect? Let go of perfection. It's never going to be perfect. And the bottom line is people are going to enjoy whatever you put together. It can be extremely simple. It does not have to be perfect. Creativity and, and the warmth and enjoyment of the atmosphere can go together without it having to, to be perfect. And sometimes perfection is in our own mind anyway. We, we're looking at perfect at a perfect that nobody else is going to think about one way or the other. Another thing she mentions, and this goes to with the downtime, is take care of yourself. If you're not taking care of yourself, watching your health, how many of you have dealt with getting sick right at the holidays when it, you're trying to do all the family stuff because, because you didn't take care of yourself as well as you should have? And then the last thing she mentions, which I think is, is wonderful, is focus on the meaning of the season. What's Christmas really all about? We all come from different situations, backgrounds, beliefs, but Christmas has very specific meanings to each of us. And I would say probably for most of us, you know, for me, one of the key things is uh, about Christmas is that first and foremost, it's about Jesus. That's, that's an area of strong belief in my personal life and in my family. And I still want the focus to be there first and foremost while all the other stuff is happening and if i lose that if i lose out on that either in terms of what i'm trying to do or what my attitude is or my level of of overwhelm and burnout 
probably not a really good reflection on my beliefs, but whatever your reason for the season might be, keep that as the main focus. And if that means that you set aside all the other stuff in order for that to happen, fine, do that. And that's where I think we need to land ultimately uh, is that, is that so much so much of the time we're trying to make this season as we do with so many things that we may do in life about what everyone else might think of us all right if and i think the reality is if we knew how little how seldom people really are thinking about us or worrying about us we wouldn't care so much about what we think people think about us right isn't that true that so often it's our own internal expectations of ourselves that we are projecting onto what we think other people think. And we need to quit trying to live up to other people's expectations and apologize for all the things we're not able to get done and focus on on what we're really about in any season of the year. And I think particularly in this one. Okay. I, I haven't necessarily been looking at everything on the this uh on the comments, but I appreciate how many are coming in. And um and I'm looking, I can see there's some really interesting stuff on here. So I'm looking forward to going back. We're getting down close to the end of time. Once again, I, I uh, posted the link to Jenna's cleanandsensible.com in the comments. I'll also put a link to this on my Facebook page. And we'll do some follow-up on this on the roundtable, the Coffee Breaks with Steve roundtable. So I, I do want to mention that, that if um, if you are not already signed on, excuse me, I guess I need a drink here because I had a little scratch in my throat. Hang on. If you're not already on the Coffee Breaks with Steve Roundtable, occasionally I will put or other people will put on their comments, questions, surveys, different things that are follow up things to to what we've talked about on here and to, to guests that we've had on here. And so I invite you to make sure that you are following the Coffee Breaks with Steve Roundtable and have a chance to participate in those ongoing comments as well. Uh, let you know some things that are coming up. I mentioned the roundtable. I want to let you know about some of the upcoming things and uh, what's coming up in the next few weeks on coffee breaks. And um, and so I, just the, one of the things is I got confused for a minute. Hang on. I need more caffeine in my life. Not one of the things. Next week, we're going to be talking about holiday music. What are your favorites? What are the what are the songs? What is the music? Who are the artists that you got to have that on the radio? Or you've got that on your playlist. Or when you hear that song, you know it's the holiday season. There's some classics. There's some more contemporary numbers. Uh, different people like different styles and different artists. And we're not going to get into you know why you like it. Well, we might get into why you like a particular artist or a particular song. But that's going to happen next week. And then in a couple of weeks, I'm going to do something special. If you were on here a few weeks ago, we had Beth Roars, who is a professional and full-time. Uh, she is a, a singer, a um, voice teacher, and she does reaction videos to different artists and different songs. And she does it very well. I do not have the background or experience of a Beth Roars or some of the other professionals who are doing these reaction videos. I do have a background in music. I've directed choirs in the past. I've sung in choirs. I've done things vocally. And I have a tremendous appreciation for choral music. And so I'm going to be picking a group 
and uh, or an artist and a new holiday song that they're just putting out like on a YouTube video. There are a number of them out there that do songs and they're coming out right now. And I'm going to pre-record a reaction, my reactions and analysis, uh, my reaction to an analysis of that particular music, that particular song and present that on December 17th. So we'll see how that goes. I haven't, I haven't recorded it yet and I'll record it raw in other words you're going to get my reaction live while i'm watching it we'll get into that when we get closer and then we are going to talk about traditions because traditions are important so if you're with us on december 24th i know a lot of people have plans once we get to the christmas weekend but uh, december 24th is a saturday and we're going to be on with coffee breaks with steve we're going to talk about those family traditions ones that you grew up with ones that you've carried forward and maybe new ones that you've created with your family or, or beyond. So we'll talk about that. And then we get to the 31st, the final Saturday of this year. We're going to talk about new beginnings. Why, not, not New Year's resolutions per se, but why it is that that uh, getting into the, the new year is also a time when we can kind of clear the slate and start over with certain things. We'll talk about that. And there's some cool references for that. And then just a reminder that you can find and share uh, past episodes of Coffee Breaks with Steve on Spotify, from Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. We do have podcast sites, and uh, they aren't live on there, but they are available afterwards on Spotify, both the video and audio versions. And on Apple and Google, the audios of our podcasts uh, are available. And so, whew, that was a lot to talk about. And again, I thank you for all of your um participation and your comments and everything else. Did I forget to mention anything? Cause I, it's weird now because we've had so many weeks recently we've had guests on that I'm not used to just jabbering nonstop for 40 plus minutes, but I thank you for being part of the conversation and allowing me to do that. So I just want to leave you with this as you continue through the preparations for the holiday season, well into the holiday season, really already, and so much going on, do, do take into consideration these things we've talked about. You had a lot of your own ideas that I saw being shared on there. Do the things you need to do to really make this, uh, what I would say is ultimately the, the, the most wonderful time of the year, at least I hope it is for all of us. And just a reminder, once again, as I thank you for being a part of this, thank you for being here to make my Saturday mornings uh, enjoyable and, and a wonderful time of each week as well. And please do find it a way to make a difference in your world this week. God bless you. Have a great week.